And we're back with Sandlot Sports. And so I'm going to say this, and you guys feel free to disagree with me, but um, the Delics Mavericks are the losers of the NBA trade deadline. I think Just their team actually got worse. Uh, I don't know. They needed a score, and they got one. Yeah. yeah, but you also need defense, and they got rid of defense to get a, a scorer. I'm going to give them time because I because last night last night game, was just sad. Yeah, but I saw I I trust Jason Kidd to figure it out. But the thing is, I believe what he's going to have to do is he's going to have to trust Kyrie bringing the ball up and let. Um, Luca play off the ball. Now I'll tell you why. Because Luca playing off the ball, he's still bigger than the average shooting guard. And there was a play that they ran last night to where uh, it was Luca and Kyrie in a pick and roll. And I said, because if they do a pick and roll, right? And once Kyrie comes off that pick, if Luca steps out, you got to guard him. You have to guard Luca. You have to guard either one of them. You can't leave them open. And I think that they can, um, who was it? There was another duo. It was a shooting guard duo who used to do that, and they were deadly at it. I'm trying to think of it. Um, uh, it was a shooting guard and a point guard duo. They would do um, pick and rolls together. Um, I can't think of it, who it was. It's, it's going to come to me. But anyway, when I saw that last night in the game, I was like, Jason Kidd could actually, especially if, if it's a fourth quarter, it's a close game, and they're able to, to do that, that's a defensive nightmare because, you know, both of them can hit the three, and both of them can give you 15 points in the fourth quarter at any given moment. I, so I'm I think not, he's just a winner. I'm not doubting that they improve their offense. Mm-hmm. I am saying that they destroy their defense because of it. Because Luka is not a great defender. And Kyrie doesn't care enough to play defense. And Finney Smith was a was a solid defender. And yeah. So was Dinwiddie. Yeah. But they, they had to give up somebody to get Kyrie. I think the thing about it is in the playoffs, and what we saw is it's about defense, but yet it's like Luca was able to um by himself, Luca was giving Golden State fits. The only reason why they lost because he ran out of gas. So I think from a defensive standpoint, I think if Kyrie, if Kyrie can just stay in front of the point guard, if he can just stay in front of him, at least give time for the, for the centers to recover if, if someone does get past him. Because Kyrie, like you said, he's not a bad defender. It's a matter of can Jason Kidd get him to care? Say, hey, man, we brought you in here. You and Luke can be special. If, can we get Kyrie to buy into the defense, especially going into the playoffs? Just stay in front of a man, bro. We don't need you to get no steals. Just stay in front of a man and give time for, um, for, for the defensive guys, the centers, to, to recover, to try to help block the shot. That's yeah, my opinion. That's my opinion. And, and, and that, that is a valid opinion to have. Like I said, they, they improve their offense at the detriment of their defense. Yeah. But I, I really, really like, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, what Phoenix did. Yeah. If they can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. that's that's low-hanging fruit, though. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell wouldn't like what Phoenix did? Well, I, I like both of their moves. Now, obviously, the, the big one is a good one. 
but signing Terrence Ross is sneaky good. Wait, hold on, the Suns signed Terrence Ross? That's that's the the rumor. He um, turned down oh, wow. the the offer from Dallas to go to Phoenix. Wow. Um, I'll tell you something else that may be sneaky too. Um, I heard that the Jazz may buy out. They look that they're going to buy out Russ, and Russ going to the Heat. That'll be good because they don't because they need another score. And one thing about Russ, he can put buckets. He can, he can get buckets. They, they don't need him to play defense to get buckets. And in the Eastern Conference, not saying that they're going to win the East because I think I think I, I me personally I think I think Boston is going to win the East. But that'll at least give the 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 Heat some some spark as far as. Uh, in the playoffs, having another person that can take it to the rack, draw the defense, they can kick it out to Struess for a three, or or or, um, or uh, Hero. I think Tyler Hero should be. Is he is he still injured or is he back? Yeah, he played the other night against the Magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's back. So so but, you know he can draw defense. So we'll, but that, that's a good goes. question. Yeah. Can you name the current Miami Heat point guard starting point guard? <laughs> Uh, um, no, he's out. <laughs> um, shit. I saw them. I saw what the other night. I saw Strew spring up the ball. Jimmy Butler brought up the ball. Uh, hell, um, Bam brought up was bringing up the rock <laughs> at certain points. So I don't know. I think you know. Yeah, until Kyle Lowry comes back from injury. Their starting point guard is Gabe Vincent. Oh, okay. Okay. Have a way. So, I mean, so, yeah. So, I mean, signing Russ would be an improvement over that. Yeah. So, now I, and just from a sports entertainment industry opinion, having Russ on the same team as Jimmy Butler, let's just go ahead. Let's have some fun. Um, yeah, so that'll be um, that'd be interesting. Also, too, um, I like what the Nets did, and I'll tell you why. So, well, first off, they have to find out what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. I think right now, I think Jacques Vaughn is going to sit him. I have him come off the bench, play him like seven minutes, because he was like, in this offense with the players we got, I don't got a home for him. So. And who who was that? Was it Cam Johnson? Cam Taylor? Mm-hmm. The the guy Cam that Johnson. Cam Johnson. Mm-hmm. He, he just he was like, oh, I've got my opportunity now. I'm gonna take advantage yeah. of it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Him, Cal Bridges, uh, you know, those guys, you know, and even Spencer uh Dinwiddie, like they're like that. They remind me of that Golden State team that beat the Mavericks. Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that team, they kind of give me that vibe. You the know, Baron Davis like, team before he yeah. down pie. Right. <laughs> right. The Baron Davis uh, Warriors. They give me that type of vibe to where, like, they're, they're going to be one of those scrappy teams where, you know, you're you're going to have to, like, try to put them away as early as you can because not they're going to keep nitpicking, nitpicking and still being in the game. Well, and, you know, it's going to be like the early 2000s magic. Mm-hmm. Where they may not have the most talent, but they will stay in most games and they will annoy the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Are, are you talking about the 
early 2000 Magic when they had uh, Daryl Armstrong like towards the end of his yep. career? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, T-Mac. Was, yeah. No, I was thinking like, well, was was Steve Francis before T-Mac? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. That, no, 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 no. T-Mac was forced before Steve Francis because they traded Catino Mobley, Steve Francis for T-Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, they split them up. They sent Catino to Sacramento and they sent Francis to Toronto, didn't they? But then he ended up finding his way to play with um, Steve Francis in, in Orlando. I think for like a year. They, they, they brought him back. Because it was the starting five was Steve Francis, Catino Mobley. Their shooting guard was this was before they uh, drafted Dwight, I think. Um, no, I think I think Dwight was a rookie. Um, Gerald Sasser, no, Gerald Sasser came off the bench. Um, it was no, I forgot who the shooting guard was. Um, okay, th- I'm I'm sorry. This yeah, is go ahead. Fu- yeah, this is yeah, funny. Yeah. So on February 22nd, 2006, one day before the NBA's trade deadline, Steve Francis was traded to the New York Knicks for small forward Trevor Ariza and the Mm -hmm. expiring contract of shooting guard Anthony Penny Hardaway. That's right. That's right. But I don't think he he played with us when we traded for him. I think he would. Did he retire? No, no, he didn't retire. He retired, I think, in 2010, 2011. Yeah, he, he never played for Orlando yeah, after he after he left the first time. Right. It's just funny that he, he's like, just keep coming back because <laughs> Orlando just likes having old broken down players. Um, speaking of the magic, what pissed me off was I was watching Shaq's documentary and the audacity of the magic to offer him four years, $80 million. He went out to L.A., and that's when, um, when Doc, uh, Jerry West told him, he said, hey, I can't give you four, four years, $140 million, but I can give you four years, $120 million. Shaq said, Orlando had to do his match it. He said, hell, I would probably, in one, another, he said, hey, I would have probably did $100 million for four years to stay in Orlando. He, yeah. said, he said, they told him, I'm not even budging. They and ran that, a poll in the Orlando Sentinel and the fans said he wasn't worth that money. Yep, that's another thing I remember. that caused the problem. I remember. I Had can't that... believe they asked these fucking hicks if they if anybody's worth their money on a basketball court. <laughs> exactly. Hell exactly. no. Can he win a war? <laughs> I st- and I still believe to this day, had Brian Schultz not run that poll, yeah. Shaq would have stayed in Orlando. Because yeah, had he not had he not run that poll, I yeah. want to say that um, he wouldn't have realized how stupid the fan base was. Well, there's that yeah. too, but also the the GM would have offered him the contract. Probably. But also, too, what happened was uh, Jerry West told him, too, before he signed, he was like, hey, by the way, um, I, have, I have somebody special for you. It's this young kid I just drafted. I said, you guys won the championship together. Who is this kid? Uh, the Kobe Bryant kid. Oh, Kobe. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you believe it, he signed on the dotted line, and then the rest is fucking history. So thank you, Orlando. Orlando yeah. Magic fans. No, 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 no. You, you, you chose the wrong word. I know right. autocorrect does this. It's not thank you. It's right. fuck you. Right. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm like, wow. Imagine the championships we could have had. And then Doc Rivers screwed us over. You should have let Tim Duncan bring his fucking entourage, whoever he was, on the plane. We could have had a couple championships. No, Doc Rivers, you had to fuck that up, too. What was the three that we were going to get? It was Grant Hill. Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan Trace McGrady. Trace okay. McGrady. Who's beating that? Yeah. Especially at that time. <clears throat> yeah, especially at that time. Because Mike had just retired. Right. Right. And the, and the only other little team like that was, was Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, Kobe and Shaq. You know, I, I mean, would have would have had some, well, no. No, because they wouldn't have Because Duncan would have been here. Duncan, right. Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh man, it would it would have been I could have seen I could see like Lakers versus Magic uh finals like for at least three years. Oh yeah. That would be the epic. <laughs> I tell you, man. We haven't recovered since. I I, I still hate Doc Rivers. Yeah, I don't I think he's an overrated <laughs> coach, just in general, but I hate him because yeah. of this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. But um, I saw something, and they were saying that uh, th- they were saying that there's still a possibility. So let's say if the Orlando Magic don't make it to the play-in tournament, there's still a possibility that that they can get the number one overall well, pick. Don't forget they have two lottery picks this year because they have Chicago's pick, and as of right now, Chicago's in the lottery. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> what's the guy? Uh, Victor Mayambayam. Oh, the French guy. Yeah, the French guy. Would 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 the, you think the Magic would take the chance of drafting him? And maybe that would be a sick lineup with him, Bancaro, um, and Wagner. Yeah, Wagner, and. Um, I think I, I, I saw something about. Does he want to come to this shithole, though? Well, does anybody really want to? And that, that's mm-hmm. the funny part is you hear the magic that go, well, they're, they're freeing up cap space for the summer. Why? Right. They're going to have to overpay for a mid level player. Right. Par for the course. Yeah. I don't know what you're shocked about. Right. But I mean, the, they don't. They cannot get a discount from from a player because right. no one wants to play here. Right. Hell, exactly. people who live in Florida don't want to live in Florida. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's um, that's going to be interesting. Now, um, I'm going out west. So with so let's say you get a healthy. Everyone on the Suns is healthy. Their bench is kind of depleted. And what I mean by that is they don't have uh, Jay Crowder. They don't have Kyle Bridges. So, so who would, so so who's going to be their defensive stopper? Because every championship team has has one elite defender. That that Lindsey Hunter role. Yeah, yeah, Lindsey Hunter. Um, I was gonna say Ruben Patterson, but he got killed by Kobe. Um, <laughs> what well, is Kobe Bryant? So, but yeah, that that one defensive player off the bench that's gonna come in and lock down the best uh, player. I, I'm looking at their roster, and I don't see anybody. I mean, I'll share it to you guys. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't see anybody that, that can come off the bench and give them really anything. Right. I mean, they're saving Lee, Damian Lee, Josh Okigogi. Oh, Okogi. I mean, there's TJ Warren, but he's not a de- he's an okay defender. He's he, he's a bucket man, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you can score 150 points a game, <laughs> you're gonna give defense. you're gonna give up 155. <laughs> I mean, you got Tory Craig, but Tory Craig is more of a power forward. So, so and and that that right there is the problem with these super teams, if you will. Mm-hmm. Since Boston did it back in 06 or 07, the, you've, you've kind of seen this. Like people, the teams will put all their their chips in on two or three really great players, and the rest of the team is trash right. compared to the rest of the NBA. Right, right. I I think the days of just having six to seven guys in in, in rotation to win championships, I think those are over. I think you need to go at least nine. Yeah. Nine guys, sometimes ten, depending on what what offense. If you're if you're a uh, like like D'Antoni teams, the the run and gun shoot threes, you have to have the stamina to keep up. So that I, I would definitely go nine guys, nine guys deep. But um, but yeah, but to win a championship, like you, you got to go at least nine guys deep. I, like the Warriors with nine guys. Yeah, I mean, um, look at the past championship since like uh, was it oh. Oh wait! Since Boston mm-hmm. had their their first big three, okay, and Boston still had a had a bench at that time, but you mm-hmm. had Boston, and then you had the Lakers twice, mm-hmm. solid lineup, and then you had the, then the following year you had the the Heat, and then they didn't win. Remember they lost to, to Dirk the first time, right? Um, then the Heat won twice, once against Oklahoma City, who had three young guys, and then that was basically it. And then they beat the Spurs because Ray Allen's a fucking sniper. <laughs> and then the Spurs beat them 10 deep. And then Golden State, Cleveland, because Draymond kicked LeBron and the, and the nuts. <laughs> Golden State, Golden State, Toronto, another deep team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers won in the bubble, which we can debate whether that should even count or not. Mm-hmm. The, the Bucks, super deep team. And then last year's Warriors team super deep team mm-hmm. right. so it's not about just having the superstars in your lineup you have to have a full roster right exactly yeah which is why i think um i believe that a healthy celtics team i, th- I think Celtics is going to win nba uh finals because they're playing i they're playing nine guys sometimes 10 Depending, and they're getting those young guys like they have a forward by the name of uh, I think Luke Cornett, I think his name is. Oh, Cornett, Cornett, yeah, yeah. There, he's playing a lot of minutes, and I know that like, um, who was it? I forgot what commentary. I think it was Kenny Smith, and he was like, he was like, other teams are starting to pick up on the Warriors' formula as far as play your young guys, play them, let them play, let them, let them fuck up, let them do some things out of the ordinary during during the regular season. Because you're preparing them for the postseason. Let them play now. And, my, and I believe teams, good teams will start to adopt that philosophy. My, my, my favorite stat about Cornette playing for the Celtics is the Cornette block. Have you guys heard of, of what the mm. Cornette block is? So mm. if he can't get out to a three-point shooter, even if he's in the lane, he'll jump. Okay. 
And what they've realized is that even if he does that, it drops the shooting percentage by like 10 to 15 points. Wow. Nowhere near the shooter at all because it just distracts mm-hmm. the crap. He, no, yeah. he blocks the rim. He blocks yeah. the rim so they can't. When he jumps, he puts his hands up and blocks the rim so the shooter can't see the rim. Yeah. He's not, oh, wow. not, not close to the shooter, but yeah, it just it's, it obstructs their view. I never, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, because shooters have to see it go in. Yeah. So if they don't see it go in, it, it's, it's, it's a psyche. You got to see the ball go in. No, he blocks it when they're looking at it. He jumps up, puts their hands up while they're shooting. Mm. So when he goes up, he can't even see that. They can't see the rim. And it, it fucks with their with their sight. Okay. Yeah, well. So, but you you think um, you don't think Milwaukee is going to beat Boston in the seven game series? Milwaukee just beat him tonight. Yep. Yeah, they beat him tonight. This is this is why I think that Boston will beat Milwaukee in a seven game series. The reason being is, I'm going to say. I like Boston's guard guards better than Milwaukee's, and also too defensively. Are you? Are you? you they're going to build a wall against Giannis. They say, okay, Giannis, if you're going to beat us, you got to like. They got the two of the top best wing defenders in Jalen Brown and in, uh, Jason Tatum, right? Build that wall, and with Greg Williams. And also, too, um, the, the other Williams, Robert Williams, I think he's still hurt. He's not playing yet. But having him to disrupt and challenge uh, Giannis at the rim is going to be huge because most teams don't have anyone that's, that's willing to challenge. Even AD, when they played the Bucks, he wasn't challenging Giannis at all. At least Robert Williams will, will give him some type of challenge to, you know, to, uh, to, to get to the rim. So that's why I think the only team that's equipped in the East to beat Milwaukee are the Celtics. Okay, let me let me let me you know, kind of question them with that. Mm-hmm. So Boston played Milwaukee last year in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, who won that series? Boston. Boston. Milwaukee had a three-two lead in that series. Mm-hmm. Right. If Chris Middleton was healthy, does Boston come back? No. Is Chris Middleton healthy this year? Yes. Is Eric Bledsoe healthy this year? Um, Eric Bledsoe is he is he is he on uh the, the Bucks? I thought they still had Bledsoe. Let me let me pull up the box score from tonight's game. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, pull up the box score, see if he's still. I'm sorry, Drew Holiday. That, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. However, when they played uh, Boston last year, Boston didn't uh, didn't have Malcolm Brogdon. True. And Malcolm Brogdon, he he brings a a mature type of like presence when it comes to the the Celtics' offense now. Because when Marcus Smart was at the helm, they seemed sporadic at times. Malcolm Brogdon coming in, and he's like. I don't, it, you you could tell the difference. You could tell he can get them to settle down. He can get um, Jason Tatum to the right to to the right spots to where he can kind of be in that isolation mode, kind of like how Kobe used to do and, and get buckets. So that's the only difference. It's going to be a great series, and however it happens, it's going to go seven games. 
It's just, you know, I just, I just think that Malcolm Brogdon brings that mature presence to where he'll be able to settle down the offense, get them in rhythm back in the offense. And, um, and, and also too, he's a, he's, he's a threat to score as well. Yeah. You know, who also is a mature player brings balance to the offense, settles people down. Joe Ingles from Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. If he's healthy, if he's played tonight, oh, he played tonight. Yep. What's the box score? Tell me what he tell me what he got. He had um, he played thirty one minutes, uh-huh. three for seven, um, eight points, six rebounds, and three assists. Okay, all right. So, so as as his minutes probably will increase, well, as they go into the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good series. I just I don't know, man. I I just I just feel as if that. You know, Jalen Brown. Oh well, Jalen Brown. I think he's hurt. Did he play tonight? I don't. I don't. I don't know if he played tonight. I think he's hurt. Yeah, Jalen Brown did not play tonight. Yeah, yeah. So he's hurt. But, but a healthy Jalen Brown and a healthy Tatum. Ah, uh, this it's gonna be a good series. I I see that. But I just I, I just I don't trust turnover Tatum in the playoffs. I don't, you don't think he? You don't think he learned his lesson? You don't think he probably worked on you that? You are and... who you are. That's you. You you got to this point, but playing a certain way, you're yeah. going to keep doing it. You are who you are. Okay. Now let's say if Jalen Brown took more of, because me personally, I think I think from a offensive standpoint i don't think jalen brown is better than tatum but i think jalen brown seems as if he he doesn't force things it's like he lets it come to him i think last year tatum tried to will himself as like a kobe-esque type player i think if if tatum can let the game come to him and focus on defense i think that uh i think i I think he'll be okay because he'll be because he'll know okay if I don't have it tonight, I trust Jalen Brown to take us home. Let me focus on the things that I can control to where I can control how I play defense, being disruptive in the passing lane. Um, I think you you are it, expecting a player to change his mentality. That does not possible. happen. It it's it's possible. Yeah. It's also possible for you to, to find in love with Halle Berry, even though it's Valentine's Day. It's not likely <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> See your point. <laughs> so, well, we know it'll be um, um, it'll be um, interesting. I know that the the team with the bench that can come in and and uh, and give like solid minutes would probably be team win and. I like it's like. Do you like Boston's bench or do you like the the Milwaukee Bucks bench better? Let me pull up the the Mel, the Milwaukee bench. Hold on. Well, hell, they mostly hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, when Crowder comes back, oh, that's right. They, I forgot they signed Jay Crowder. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, well. <laughs> all right forget okay. everything you've okay, heard the past time. yeah 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 i totally forgot about that yeah now that it, now that they got jay crowder and they got ingles if they're healthy that's gonna give boston some fits because now hey jay 
you get Tatum. Um, and they can put the other defensive uh, person that they have, the Milwaukee. Put them Portis on is a pretty Brown. damn good defender too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let and let um, Chris Middleton cook. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Now it's a game changer because Jay Crowder is, yeah, he's a solid veteran. Come off. He's a 3 and D guy. He can give fits. Yeah, man, that's going to be tough. That's going to be good. Uh, now, but I'm still going to stick with my pick. I'm still going to stick with myself because I won't. I won't and, I, and I respect you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> if they stay healthy, is anybody beating yeah. Denver? Ooh. I don't know what happened with Memphis, man. Like ever since they got in that shit with Shannon Sharp, they haven't been. It's like it's like it took the juice away from them. No, ever since John said he's okay being in the West. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's that was the turning point, and it's been downhill yeah. ever since. Yeah, it's been downhill ever since. So, yeah, I would say unless um, yeah, I don't see I don't see uh, a West team beating them. Unless, unless Phoenix is healthy and their bench plays astronomical. Other than that, man. Um, and shout out to Aaron Gordon, too. Aaron Gordon, I, it just seems as if every Magic player that leaves us, they go somewhere else and they, like, find their game. Yeah, right? it's because we suck the talent out of them here. Well, Aaron Gordon's no longer the second or third option. He's, like, the fourth or fifth. Whatever Aaron Gordon gives you is a bonus. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and that seems to be kind of the magic mo is they they sign and draft solid players, but they don't sign a superstar. Now, Bonchero might be different, but they don't sign a number one scorer. Yeah. You know, Vic Vic was a great player as a number two or a number three. That's why he's mm-hmm. flourishing in Miami. Yeah, Aaron Gordon is a really solid number three, but we asked him to be the number one, and it's just not not the way it is. Which, which is why it's it's so fun to watch them now with you know basically the cast offs with Markel Fultz. Yeah. Rejuvenizing his career. Right. Winder Calder Jr., who the Bulls just gave up on. Yeah. And he was solid in college. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He was. Um also too. Um, I was going to say, I think that in the East with the match with, um, you know, KD and, um, Kyrie going, going out West, things of that nature. I, I do think that the magic can still get into that play in. Um, I don't know how they would, um, Fair against because more likely, let's say, let's say if they make the play in, more likely they they will play Boston. Even though we beat Boston, I think three times already, right? We beat yeah, three and one against Boston this year. Yeah, beat three and Boston. I mean, it's it's a different story in the, in the playoffs, but still, it's like, you know, um, we. I just think that we're like a veteran piece away well, from and- like being in the playoffs, like knowing we're going to the playoffs. And and here's my question. As a Magic fan, okay, they are currently three and a half games out of the play-in tournament. Okay. And obviously when you're in, anything can happen. Are you rooting for them to make the playoffs? Or are you rooting for them to have 
not only their lottery pick, but also Chicago's lottery pick? The only thing is, it's like, like, what would be our strategy getting those two picks, though? Are we going to use one of them to get a veteran to come in here? Like, because again, the, the, the issue with the Magic is like, we'll get the talent, but like, okay, now I got the talent. Don't know what I'm going to do with them. And then we end up trading them for like some, uh, some has been that we think that he can contribute, then the person we trade away end up being a blossom or a diamond in the rough for another team. It's like, what's the clear-cut plan for those two picks? Are we going to take them and get players out of them, or are we use that as a dangling carrot to get to try to lure someone in in a trade to come and play for us? So it's like, you know, what do we want to do is what it boils down to. Other than that, I'm like, I'm like if you – if you don't think that you're going to be able to um, get someone that can help us win, because the bottom line is like uh, Coach Coach um, Herman Edwards said, you play to win the game, right? We're trying to get into a consistent winning culture to where we're at least making the playoffs, whether it's six seed or eight seed or playing, like we want to be able to compete or build up to competing. And, and it's like, if you're just going to take those two picks, just say, oh, yeah, we got two lottery picks and just draft players. It's like you draft players to make your team better. Are you trying to win now or are you trying to win a couple of years from now? So I think the Magic have to sit down and be able to figure out what they're going to do in that aspect and then now let us know moving forward how, you how know, they I mean, draft. What the Magic need to do is what all GMs need to do. They need to sit down and truly analyze their team. Right. What do we need? Where are we deficient in? And how, right. can, we, how can we plug those holes? And right. if I... Whenever I hear a draft analyst go, well, you need to pick pick the best available. Like, no. Yeah. Like, if I've got a quarterback, I am not drafting a quarterback. If I've got Kevin Durant, I am not drafting another power forward. No. Exactly. Exactly. I am, am, you know, having an honest conversation with myself. Where do we suck and how can Mm -hmm. I fix it? Yeah. Exactly. Also, too, I was going to say that when like for instance i look at the spurs right back in in the um 2000s things of that nature like they they were able it's like they put in the time to be able to send scouts overseas or whatever to to look at that player that's going to fit their system i i don't i think we need to get a system i, I don't even know if the magic even have to have a system yet so once you're able to figure out your system you know what players to plug in i think we're still trying to f- figure everything out like oh well let's try this let's try that once we're able to get a system okay this is our how many our decades identity. do they need to figure it out you're right you're right it's getting old yeah right you're right it is getting old you're i mean right. at, at this point they need to basically say markel you're the starting point guard yeah and to determine are we keeping jalen suggs or are you keeping mm-hmm. cole anthony because you, yeah. you don't need three right and whatever piece you're getting rid of, what are you getting for him? Right. And again, go back to where you're deficient. How can you fix that? Mm. Right. I agree. You know, because Fultz is a solid point guard. Mm-hmm. Franz Wagner is a solid small forward. Not mm-hmm. great, but solid. Mm. I think Bonchero is going to be le- legit. Yeah. Carter is legit as a center. You notice there's one position I didn't mention. Shooting guard. Yep. 
they yeah. their two guards are terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, so you would you would think they would use? Oh, what do we think about them using their lottery pick and uh, Jalen Suggs in a trade for um, for maybe a three and D shooting guard? Um, I don't know who's available. I got to see who who's available, but you know, so someone that they can plug in that can get, you know, that can that can get buckets. I mean, they don't have to be an all-star, but somebody who's at least like an all-pro. Um, I'm trying to think of who would be a good solid shooting guard. If you guys name one, who who would be a, like a solid shooting guard that the Magic could uh, pry away and uh, and put in their and, uh, and that rotation. The qualifier in there is the key part is not only who can you identify to bring in, but who is the mm-hmm. team willing to give up? That's true. Right. Right. So, I mean, Still, honestly, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm the Magic, if I'm the GM of the Magic, I am packaging up either Suggs or Anthony, figure out which one, package him up with Jonathan Isaac and a lottery pick and say, hey, mm-hmm. give me your best shooting guard. Yeah. Because yeah. Isaac needs to get the hell out of the the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like for instance, could a person like a oh yeah? By the way, side note: I don't know, I don't know if you know this, is, but the Warriors traded James Wiseman to Detroit for um, Bay for Bay. I guess. Yeah. Which I I do not like that trade for Detroit. I like Bay as a player. Yeah, and I Wiseman too. has not lived up to the hype at all. Right. Right, exactly. So I think Golden State got better defensively. They got better defensively. They got a player that's on the court. Right. (laughs) True. True. Um, So that when when I saw that, I was like, "Hmm, okay, Golden State. I see what you're doing." But um, I don't know what what shooting guard. Like, like I, I was looking at like who would be a solid shooting guard that could come and play for the Magic. Um, and it's not it's it's not a lot. Now that I think about it, um, not a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking like a, like a Bradley Beal type of player, and you're not going to get a right. Bradley Beal type of player, right? Exactly. So it's like I guess you you draft one and try to develop him into that. That that's the thing is we I mean the the two of us have identified where they're deficient. How do you fix it? Right. And you know, you know, if you're gonna say we're gonna sign a free agent, great. How are you gonna convince someone to come here? Right. At this point, it's also like Portland. After Mm -hmm. hearing the story of what their training staff did, you think anyone's gonna sign with them? Right. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm just going through rosters now. I can't think of like any solid shooting guard that the team would give up. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, that's 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 gonna be a, a task for them to figure out is who who you're gonna bring on that shooting guard that can we definitely need somebody that can create his own shot. Definitely needs somebody creating on shot. Just the players who can do it are tied down. Um, 
Here, here's a here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Bogdan Bogdanovich from Atlanta. Try to pry him away. Yeah. Um because he's sitting behind Murray on the bench. Yeah, he can definitely. What about what about Anthony Simons from Portland? <laughs> I, I don't think they need to convince him like hey, we'll we'll actually listen to you if you're hurt. So just come on. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna be pretty interesting to see. Um yeah, and I think Portland would want to give up on Simons because I think Sharp is, is behind him on the depth chart, and right. they want to see what they have in him. I don't even know what they have in, in Sharp. Right. Oh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yep. Well, gentlemen, I think we can close up shop for the night. So, Good ladies night. and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.